You're listening to Around Comics, episode 104. Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello. And Mr. Tom Caters. Goodbye. <laughs> it's Farewell. like a Beatles song. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Beatles songs. I'm working with John now. <laughs> Come on over, At man. the mix? There's room in the board balloon mix. pool. <laughs> Are you coming with me to the mix? Going to the mix. Excellent. (laughs) This is Tom. He's my helper monkey. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of... It's a mix of music the entire family can agree upon. Speaking of of John and goodbyes, uh, we're we're missing our our Around Comics regular. He's going on to greener pastures. I don't fucking miss him. No, I'm so away with it. Well, they are greener. I guess I'm getting paid, so I guess that's... Yeah. 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 Sort of a losing proposition here. Yeah, I got a new radio gig, so uh, unfortunately I won't be able to play on uh, Fridays with the boys anymore, so this is my... My for now. Well, actually, but, I mean, I'll come back actually, John, we found out that the recording equipment at the mix is better than what we have here at Dark Tower. So we're moving the show Excellent. to the mix. That'd be awesome. And so we'll see you next Friday at six thirty. Work for you? Like sure. All, All right. Cool. It. That'd be great, man. All right. um, Jeff Quarter would like it. The nighttime host at the mix. He's a comic book fan. Thank All right. You. All right. Uh, rounding out the round table is uh, and there's like some sort of baton passing ceremony we're some doing might here. To it as the jumping are you, of a are you taking over, Scotty? Are you the new chef? I don't know. Sal doesn't like me anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> just creative differences, Scotty. Come on. I like it. Yeah. So 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 ends one era. So begins another. He's Mr. not going to show up again. I know he's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. He has all this big, big to do, and he's not going to come back. Scotty Young. Beep, burp, burp, How you doing, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> well, hi. <laughs> wow. Ego Scotty didn't show up. Scotty's ego didn't show up today. Sal hurt my feelings. Ego, Scotty, <laughs> what did I say? I tried to protect him by telling his segment was stupid. <laughs> a segment you'll hear later this yeah. week. All right, folks. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about comics. That's under, what I'm artist We're going to be talking about comics under the radar. That's uh, comics not in uh, Diamond's Over Top 100. Uh, the stuff that we like, we're going to get to that in just a few moments. But first, I'd like to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcase and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend. Around comics, and it won't tell you that they hate your new segment. <laughs> yeah, in stock trades will never tell you that your ideas are bad. Free shipping. All it'll say is free shipping. Free shipping. Free shipping. Fifty dollars, you're good. All free right, shipping. get out of here, kid. All right, Around Comics is recorded every Friday at seven o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at forty-eight thirty-five Northwestern Avenue in Chicago, the city of broad shoulders, the hog butcher of the world. <laughs> 
That's what I think everyone's wanting. Fucking go. <laughs> if you're in the area, please <laughs> the drop by. We would love to meet you. Bring your own beer. And remember, your Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Each Thursday episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully <laughs> handcrafted webcomic from Brian Bowles. Check it out every Thursday at aroundcomics.com as long as I remember to put it up. And remember about our latest contest. It is our Be a Hero contest. Yes, Scotty, I said latest and not new. Are you happy? <laughs> the contest Just rules, lit up. <laughs> the contest <laughs> rules are like simple. Make a donation at heroinitiative.org then send us an email at hero at aroundcomics.com letting us know that you did so. Everyone that makes a donation is entered into a drawing that will take place at the end of June. Contest is being sponsored by InStockTrades.com, and they're including two $50 gift certificates, good for anything at InStockTrades. In addition to the to a $50 gift certificate, the winner will receive a prize pack, including a one-of-a-kind hardcover edition of Jeffrey Brown's I'm Going to Be Small. Jeffrey has not only signed, but has done a fantastic two-page illustration on the inside cover of the book. Other prizes include a hardcover Scotty Young sketchbook with a Scotty Young uh, unique sketch. Uh, we're going to get some uh, some other area folks to uh, to include some stuff in the prize pack. So, Burnham, you'll throw something gonna, in, won't yeah. you? We're going to twist, twist their, their arms. Yeah. I want that Indiana Jones sketch you did Wednesday. All right, all right. Chris, Chris Burnham's in. We're going to get uh, probably Norton to throw something in. So, anyway, it's a chance to do something good for a great charity and uh, possibly win a great prize pack. So, uh, yes. please take us up on that. Uh, and uh, we already have had a couple people do so. So, join in the fun and uh, do something good. And just think, right? now there's only like two people that have entered so if you enter you got like a 33% chance of winning. And a third. And a third. Alright. Alright folks as I said a couple minutes ago our main topic is comics under the radar. Yeah. Most comic fans uh, know about most of the books that sell in Diamond's top 100 but don't stop there. We're living in a time where there are hundreds literally of quality comics to check out. The variety of genres and styles of comics has exploded, and it can be overwhelming to try and find the hidden gems that could be your new favorite books. Today we're going to dig past the top 100 and take a look at some of our favorite under-the-radar titles. Under, 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 under the, the radar! radar. <laughs> <laughs> should be like a submarine sound. Yeah, you knew that. You knew that voice at the bottom of the sound exactly. <laughs> All right, so this is this is kind of like kind of like a top of the stack. So what we're gonna do? We're just going to round table this. Uh, it is a round table show, right? So that sounds like so a. We do one at a time. We'll do one at a time, and uh, someone will bring up a book, and uh, we'll talk about it. I I'll tell him. Yeah. Come on, Scotty. What? You know, it's Tom. He's got to go first. Come oh, but on. usually I would go. I'm Tom Gators. I go first. But now he's uh, mustache Peterbilt still. So uh, <laughs> it's I'm Tom Gators, man. I'm go first. I, go I always first, go man. first, man. You know why? Cause uh, first is number one, and America's number one. <laughs> These colors don't run <laughs> or bleed. I oh, won yeah. the Division One state football championship in 1994. <laughs> I threw an 80-yard flea flicker pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what number two is, Scotty, right? Number two is nothing in my book, That's buddy. just first loser. <laughs> We're talking about people that aren't, e aren't even the first loser. We're talking about everyone way down the uh, At least the 101st. Yeah. Yeah. This is the 101st. The super losers. Yeah. All right, M Mr. Caters, what is uh, your first uh, under the radar? My first one that I sort of picked out looking at this list is uh, Stormwatch PhD. Ooh, you stole one of mine. Well, I said right out loud before I said it. 
so I didn't really steal it. <laughs> I grabbed it out of the ether Ooh. about the ideas. Yes, well, I will agree with you. Go yeah, uh, it's uh, written by Christos Gage, and the art so far has been done by uh, Doug Mankey, but he's going to be off the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. After the, yeah sort so of sad about that. Fine, but uh, I've never given well. a shit about Stormwatch previously. I had no idea <coughs> who any of the characters are or any of the history to it, but I picked it up, and I completely understood what was going on. He gives you enough to go on to make the stories interesting. You don't need to freak out. Like, I don't understand. What is that? De- is that demon guy? Am I supposed to know who he is? Like, you... He's Doesn't a matter. demon, so he's yeah. evil. And, you know, so it's <laughs> That's okay. all you need to know. Yeah, he's evil. You get the good guys, you get the bad guys. It, the Sort of the plot is... Uh, it's like sort of a stripped down... What if you actually had to put a budget on Stormwatch? Where they can't just get whoever they want. It's like a mix of human beings and superheroes. And it's a lot of what you would consider underpowered characters fighting... Super powered villains and how they get by. The former powered, yeah, people or, that have lost their powers, yeah, and, and uh, led by a police officer. Yeah. And it's uh, it's good. I enjoyed it. I think it should sell more. You should buy it. All and of it's you. a good police combination superhero police procedure book too. And I, I think that's really neat. And Chris has experience writing for procedural shows, and uh, I think it shows in the book. He's he's really. What is he written for? He's written for Numbers, and I know he's written for Law and Order as well. Okay. And uh, he's he's very very cool. His dad is an amazing novelist as well. But Chris is a, Legacy a, a writer. fine writer, and I, I always look forward to his uh, comic book work. Yeah, I think it's one of those books that if you if you had read Stormwatch in the past, or you had been a fan of that Wildstorm universe with the you know Daemonites and all that stuff, it it includes that in a way that will appeal to to long-time readers, but like Tom said, you don't have to know about that stuff. Right. It, it, it gives you everything And you it's not need the same it old thing either. It's sort of a pocket yeah. section of that universe. It's a lot, of the, a it. lot of the little-used characters yeah. from yeah, them. Yeah, it's the street-level book. Yeah. Yeah. It really is one of the street-level books, I think, in the Wildstorm. I had no interest in that book whatsoever, because Stormwatch, whatever, it was like... Eh, with, the whole, with the whole Wildstorm relaunch, that was one of the books I hadn't. I just didn't care about, but then I read a few That's good. Issues. Yeah, it was it was very good, very entertaining. All right, Sal, what's uh, your first uh, under the radar? <laughs> uh my first one is uh, a book from Dark Horse. Uh, originally it was the Image Comics book called Rex Mundy, but it's uh, recently moved over to Dark Horse. It's um done by uh create it was originally created by Arvid Nelson and Eric J. Eric J was the artist, but he eventually left the book and now it's being uh penciled by Juan Ferreria, Ferreria? I don't know how to pronounce the name, but uh, but anyway, uh, it's basically a quest for the Holy Grail, uh, sort of told as a murder mystery, very, um, oh, what was that Dan Brown book? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Angels and Devils, or... Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. it <laughs> the, 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 the Da Vinci Code. The very very much sort of uh, in that realm, but it's set in in a, a alternate universe of France in 1800s, I want to say. Um what, what actually it's no it's like, it's like 19 oh yeah you're right yeah, yeah, yeah you're right it's 19- but, but it's it's an alternate reality europe where the where like the roman catholic church never fell out of power exactly the seat yeah. of the seat of real global power still rests in europe <clears throat> yeah as opposed to the american the protestant you know, reformation so, so, it, never, so it does yeah, have never kind of occurred. an 1800s feel in a lot of the yeah a that's lot of the it, politics, it's but it 1933 is. actually is okay. now that i look at my notes that i wasn't paying attention to <laughs> um but it, it's a fascinating book and it really plays on a lot of sort of uh conspiracy theory uh, stuff and and even a lot of real world things uh, that go along with that 
that whole Holy Grail and, and the Knights Templar and, and a lot of that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, it, the art on the first uh, you know two trades of it by Eric J is just fantastic, and Juan Ferrer's stuff is is just picked up and and is just as good uh, as Eric's stuff, and and it's a really sort of dense book that gets into a lot of different subplots and politics and and uh, it's not your sort of action adventure kind of thing it, it, there's there's um a lot of different things in there but also with this alternate reality there there's a bit of mysticism and and dark magic and different things and and there there's just so many different things sort of folded into this book and it's really entertaining and there's two two trades out from uh image and then the third trade, I believe, is out from Dark Horse already, and it's an ongoing monthly title. I'm reading it. In I think trade, Dark Horse is actually re-releasing. <clears> yeah, they are. They are re-releasing the first two trades also from Dark Horse. But it's a really good book, and and I don't think a lot of people have have caught on to it. And I remember, I think Chris, you had turned me on to this book, and when I first picked it up and read the first trade, I was like, Wow, wow. why did I not read this before? I wish I, you know, I mean, actually, it's just so uh, good. Uh, <clears throat> it kind of almost has the feel if you liked uh, the uh, third Indiana Jones movie where they have to you know find the Holy Grail. It's the, yeah, well, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of. There's been a lot of books and and uh, fiction and nonfiction stuff that has come out, or supposedly nonfiction stuff about you know the entire history of the Holy Grail and the Knights Templar and a lot of the conspiracies. Yeah conspiracies with the Roman Catholic Church and and all that stuff is wrapped into this but it's also set in, in, you know in a, a fake world where other things can come sure. into play and it's it's really good stuff and the creative team comes through too with including fake newspaper articles mm-hmm. from that time and, and maps yeah we all love maps uh, maps hilarious because like you know America is there but it's still the colonies it's still yeah. the British colony and it really is this insignificant large landmass it's a really very it's a, a very very deeply thought out story universe, yeah. a universe and world that that Arvid Nelson created very immersive and it's just starting to really get into uh, how wide, uh, you know, how big of an epic story this is going to be. And a pretty famous guy actually uh, got uh, the book's attention, or I should say this person caught on to the book and wanted to develop it into a movie, Johnny Depp. Johnny yeah, Depp. he and wants to play so, the lead yeah, character in that And I know film. Eric J. And, uh, and Arvid are very happy. I'm <laughs> sure if, they're if, excited. If, involved. if you find their site online, there's actually a <clears> great uh, yes. webcomic that I think is only available online that has a supplemental story. Yeah. Um, which is it, it, and go to the website. It's re- Rex Monday. I think it's RexMundyComic.com or something yeah. like that. But, but just yeah, it, Google get, it. Get the first trade and then check out the website because there's so much supplemental. It's and it, there's even stuff like ridiculous. I mean they use stuff that uh, you know conspiracy theorists have been talking about for a long time in this um, that you can go and like. You know, there's Read paintings the and yeah, you know, stuff that is involved that yeah. you can well, go and find out. What like is, uh, you know, Rex Mundy implement. means it's uh, oh god, you're I've putting me on the spot. I don't, I, don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Honestly, God or something. Yeah, something. Rex is Oh, King of the World. It means King of the World. That's it. Real good stuff. Yep, Mister Mister Young. Are we? Do you just pick one? Or are we going around and around? Yeah, we're we're going to go around. Yep. Have a few. Let's get as many in. Let's get as many stuff in that people should read. Stuff it in. Are we supposed to tell what number it is? No. No. I like one forty. You know, actually, yeah. You could. I don't even know Rex Money's in. By the way, this is from the ICV two list. This, these, what we're looking off of is April's top three hundred. So. Right. Um, well, so this is just outside of the top 100, and, and I've talked about it on here before, but uh, and I don't even buy the single issue. So, but DMZ, uh, I'm I buy reading the, in trades too. Yeah, I buy the trades of that. I think 
I haven't tried it in single issue, but I would almost say it has to be this kind of story, the way this story is written, uh, in the style and, and setting that it is, I would almost say it needs to be read in trade okay. format just to be able to really sink your <clears throat> teeth into the world. But um, DMZ is definitely a book that I think is, uh, I think it's on, you know, the like hardcore comic guys are uh, we've we know it we've heard it but yeah right. it's, it's a book that if there was any book that i was going to run out and tell you know the non-comic book non-comic people reader, to yeah. read mm-hmm. and think that they would actually come back to me and go oh that was good a, you right. know, a book with drawings of people and word mm-hmm. balloons usually it's a hard concept for people to wrap but i think when people get done a smart politically relevant yeah i book. think if they got if they read through this book, they would actually be surprised that not all comic books have to do with capes, capes and, and yeah. superheroes. Or Archie. And, um, you know, I let my girlfriend read this, and, and you know, I kind of begged her to read it. Just please, please read it. Please read it. She uh, she read it and was surprised at how much she enjoyed it. And first thing she said was, you know, I could I could really see this being an HBO series or you know, a, a, no question, a weekly television series. And it is that kind of book. It 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 takes itself. Serious in the way of of storytelling, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, falling into the superhero or your typical comic book devices of telling a story. Give uh, the general po- plot. Uh, it's it's basically the world or uh, the United States is in a civil war, and uh, Manhattan is the demilitarized zone, um, which seems all nice and like oh that's the safe place, but it, it's kind of a war zone in itself. It's caught in the uh, crossfire between yeah. those, these and, two uh, fractions. A journalist who was who's kind of dropped into the DMZ as uh, an assistant, and within the first you know few pages, he's not the assistant anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin you know for right. people who haven't read right. it. I don't want to because it starts like that. Yeah. It's not a slow burn book. It, I mean, it gets you right in and and throws some things at you right away. But just the seeing what it's, it's really like. Wow, this could. This is the type of thing that it could it, happen. It could happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's what if the militias, yeah, got organized. What if Tom's and, people? Well, you know, imagine <laughs> a world where most of the military is overseas, right. fighting a war that the general population is very um, is, is yeah, yeah. Imagine that's, that's imagine a, yeah, imagine imagine that. Fantasy land. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said that, this was that, that, that people become very distrustful yeah. of their government. What that uh, you know their uh, their rights become infringed on their freedoms <laughs> uh, become they take up arms <laughs> and and the militia <laughs> the militias get organized take up arms and by the time that the government that can the government react. Is, is able to get troops back and get it under control they've taken over half yeah. the country so it's a book about yeah it's a book about uh kind of survivors of this mm-hmm. going on it's a book about and how from the different the factions of, of the militia it's about and it's propaganda also, from both sides and it's also years into this civil war it's not right. this just happened right. this happened years ago and now it's you have this demilitarized zone and and the world the government is dealing has been dealing with this problem or trying to deal with it and it's sort of a stalemate but you know, and you dump this guy right. into the situation. That That's what I say. It's about the propaganda, is because it's not right. just showing how it starts. It's also you get to see the propaganda put on everybody, trying to convince you, like, oh, this is good. Right, and, right. You know, we're right, and they're wrong, and just you know, again, imagine a crazy world where that would happen. <laughs> well, it, yeah, and it's yeah. and it's uh, 
it's a situation where you're seeing how these people that have been in the DMZ for it's probably like five years that Some, this has been yeah. going on. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't not remember. everyone was able to get out of New York, and, and not so everybody people, chose. And not to everybody yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. not everybody it's wanted like, to. Hey, this is my home, and it's how have they survived? And that's what the book is, is. It's more about the people that stayed, the people that are there, mm-hmm. than the war. Right. I mean, it's about them dealing with being caught in this situation. And, and it's like, do you want to live really shitty but be free? Right. You know, and then shitty conditions and be free, or you know, have like oh the the illusion so, you know, of the illusion freedom. of freedom and safety, but, but really you know, you're well, just a cog. Strikes me about listening to all this is how this is so foreign to actual reality in America. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I could never imagine living in a world where I, I just saw people out security. front doing yeah. a synchronized dance singing a song. That's how lovely our country really is. I would, I would love for this to be a TV show okay. because, yeah. it, because I'd love for it to be reality. Oh, wait, uh, did I no. It's the type of story that I, that I feel, again, I mean, there, we always have that hope, like, oh, one day comic books will be read by everybody, but they won't. So right. it, it, it is that thing where I go, God, let this be a TV show so the mass population can get enjoy this kind of story. Enjoy this story. Because, you know, it's not like novels or TVs or movies where people will are willing to try it. because. Just but it also it goes back to a conversation we've all had where it is a Vertigo book and Vertigo Vertigo Sounds. makes all their money, on, you know, Vertigo makes a lot of their money on in the trades, trade. and Vertigo books uh, do very, very well in borders. So maybe, you maybe know, once everyone's this, reading it. Yeah, maybe, right. once, maybe once we get, you know, three or four or five trades into this, we will start seeing uh, a reaction from people outside the, you know, that shop at the borders, Books a Million, the Barnes Nobles, yeah. and all those, all the other major bookstores that will display these kind of, uh, these books that don't, Look the same and mm-hmm. feel the same, and even you know, uh, Brian well, Wood's covers are very distinctive. Yeah, and, and you look at him, and it feels like a real world thing. It yes. doesn't. It doesn't feel not all first, like. Look at me! That, I'm bubblegummy, and I look like a pack like, of Skittles. That first you know? cover was like. I mean, it Can just I buy sort that of. Book, man? Uh, struck me right away the first cover of the first issue of that book was just like wow this mm. is not you know this is something completely different this right. is and really attracted me to that book hello this is steve niles and you are listening to around comics i'm gonna start off with something i'll stay in line with everybody else because i think it does kind of connect to rex mundy and and dmc and another non-traditional book scout jason aaron's uh, book i'm waiting on trade on that i i'm mean, very interested i think i mean Damn jock is doing Awesome oh, covers, and so I'm waiting on trade on. No, that and I and I don't have it in front of me, so forgive me. I don't remember the artist's name, um, and I'm sure we can go pick it up Ooh, and everything. Guerrera? Thanks, Chris, who's about Guerrera? to go run and get it. I want to say it's. Uh, but uh, Jason Aaron, who also does I'll a wonderful book called The Other Side, and um, uh, I I am waiting on trade for The Other Side, mm. but uh, Scalp really hooked me from the beginning. It's R. life. Guerra. What what's R. M. Guerra. R. M. Guerra. Okay, Orgera. And it's uh, Orgera, and it's uh, edited by Will Dennis. It's no excellent. Quoting. There's, it has kind of a Donnie Brasco component in it, in that um, a guy, ret- uh, an Indian, returns to the reservation, returns home, and is kind of working undercover to, right. to kind of root out the corrupt uh, government hierarchy. Spoilers. Well, and I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I almost want to say, I almost want to. Oh, no, I just want to make. I like Sorry. even when talk about DMZ, I almost want to make sure we pull back a little bit. Well, yeah, we, we don't want to give it too, okay. away too much of this stuff. And we, yeah. Well, it's another it's another slice of Americana that I think a non comic book reading audience would be very interested in because it talks about the life on an Indian uh, reservation, right. including the trappings of the casino, mm-hmm. but also because they are but allowed Indian by reservations, ter- they're happy places. 
Yeah, yeah, as they've always been <laughs> they depicted all as to such. Go there. Yeah, it's it's really this. I mean, you're, it's not alien because it really is this kind of depressed area that certainly people take advantage of, and you've got your kingpins and you've got your low lives that are just trying to get by. It's a it's a great story, and I'm, inter- I'm thrilled with it. I'm interested in reading that when it comes to trade because that is a part of. Uh, I just got back from Arizona, and you know they pointed out, oh, there's an and it's really a part of America that I I am so uneducated on, I know nothing about, and oh, I think a lot of people sure. are in that same boat where they really have. We know that they're they separate exist. states. Yeah, you know, know they're, they're, they're their own they're separate territories. You're right. And you all know. we ever hear is jokes and you right. know, dabs at oh, cliches and they're alcoholics, yeah, right. blah blah yeah. blah. But it's chief pit boss, yeah. Yeah. like you know, because because you, know. you know the rest of America. Nobody drinks. There's no alcohol. Oh, no. oh my God. Gambling you and, you know. Uh, when but I lived in Green Bay, there, um, there's can I have a, a beer? Indian reservation nearby, uh, the Oneida, and they have a Indian casino, casino. there. That's which Oneida? is one of the most depressing places I've ever been, because I think casinos in most cases are really creepy, creepy weird places where, you know. People on their last stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, slot machines. Uh, old I people. love casinos. I love them. They're the most. Well, I like right. strippers. You know, I, I agree with Tom because it's one thing to have them in Vegas and even AC to a degree because it's all on the boardwalk and stuff. But yeah, those kind of state casinos are really creepy to me as well. Well, that, that's but like bringing it back. That's, that's, that's exactly why well. I'm excited to read that book. To, to almost uh, what do you call it? When you learn something from comics, Ed, edutainment. Edutainment. Yes, it edutainment. is edutainment. It's going to edutain me. So, uh, it's so a yeah, very good. St- and I, mean, and I would put I would put Monday and and uh, DMZ in that same thing of entertainment sure. because it is you're, it really opens you're learning your mind. about other things and no question and I and, and I the really thing about I, the thing about Scalp that I love so much is that it's not while you certainly get the flavor of what it may be like I don't know I don't know what it's like to live on a reservation I have no idea but you seem <clears> to get that flavor and I and I, I trust enough in Jason Aaron that I think he, he he's done the research and that. But it's not necessarily that's all that story's about. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. not like trying to you know exploit that. There's a whole different right. story. It's you know what I mean? It's encyclopedia you know, entry. The type, I mean, exactly. Yeah. The type in these. Type, and I haven't read the, the the Scout or Rex Mundy, but I think that. It, but in DMZ's case, and and you guys can let me know if it's true in the, in these two titles, but the type of books, these books that are outside of what we know as comic books, mm-hmm. you know, our normal your normal run the mill superhero books is. I find it so enjoyable to read a book that you can take, you get to watch a character go through an actual arc. Growth arc, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which in comic, you know, there's too much in comic books where, you know, the Well, they're properties. Spider-Man is only going to change so much. You get the reset button at the end of every story. Yeah, and and I understand why that happens, but as a person who enjoys stories, whether it be movies, books, comic books, TV shows... (laughs) The thing, the most intriguing, the reason stories exist is to show you, uh, to whether it's a fantasy or a, compl- a documentary, it's actually to show you the start and finish line of a person, a thing, a Changing, situation. Yeah. It's to show people that it can go from good to bad or bad to good, or maybe somebody goes from this point, point A to point B and learns nothing, mm-hmm. you know, but... That all gets pointed out, and you get to take that ride, and I think that's the fun part of storytelling. Yeah. And these books that seem not to sell a lot can do that. Those are the books that actually. I so want to talk about my next yeah, one. We, but act, we have to get to Chris know, first. That, it's so <laughs> it's so funny that we talk about these unconventional books when in reality right. these are the most conventional stories, yeah. storytelling, yeah. which well, are known to man. Right. Chris, are you yeah. going to pick? Um, 
Star, a Star Trek book? Chris, Beaver what are you going to pick? Beaver Borp Nanu Nanu! Uh, I was going <laughs> to pick Queen and Country, but Sal told me I couldn't today. <laughs> so. I never said that. No, it's uh, normally I would pick Queen and Country because it is definitely an under-the-radar book, so check that out. But, um, and you've talked about and it. And I have pictures of Greg Rucka cut into a heart above <laughs> that's my a, bed. That's not a heart. Oh, what is it? <laughs> a god. You don't, you don't want to know. Actually, I do. I I've got a. Uh, no, uh, you have uh, a picture of Greg Rucker. I have no, a. I have. No. I've got a Queen and Country. This is going dark, folks. I've got a, uh, a Mike Norton into the uh, mind page of a serial from, uh, killer. Issue twenty-seven in my comic room. Um, <laughs> All right then. Try, uh, I got a basement. I don't have a comic room. <laughs> just under the radar, chiming in at uh, number one hundred three. One hundred one. And you're talking about uh, comics in non-traditional ways and trying to do things that will get people to try out comics. One way is to cut the page count, cut the price, and take out all the ads. And it almost got him into the top 100. And that is uh, Fell from Warren Ellis and Ben Templesmith. Ben Templesmith. That's done by Image. It's in their their Slim what they call line. the Fell format. Or the, the trade just one. came out. Yep. The hardcover. Yeah. The hard yeah. And now. and trade. They trade. trade and oh, hardcover. was it you both? Can, they you did can both? buy it as a hardcover nice. or as uh, or as the trade. I don't know if there's any difference in the content. So now is a great time to jump on board. It's fourteen ninety nine for the for the soft cover. I did look at the hardcover. It didn't have all the extras. In no, it that the I, single I, issues did, which is I think another decision that they made. Along the same lines as uh, well, I, I think what the deal is, and and from from this from listening to the uh, Matt Fraction interview um, uh, with uh, uh, John, whenever they were talking about the Casanova, which right. I think is another book that we'll probably talk about, is uh, they they really need the single issues to sell to sell that's the only and way and so they're giving be. extra stuff in the single issues yeah. that you can't get in the trades uh, Brubaker and Criminal right. is doing the same thing so pick up the trade of Fell try it out if you haven't already it is a fantastic read if you like it I would definitely suggest picking up issue 9 will be the, uh, the next so? yes. and, and the single issues have a Fantastic amount of back matter on Ellis's. Is that you know, a Ghostbuster thing? Back, back matter? matter. <laughs> back back butter? To toilet when I'm done. Back Na- matter. Oh, Jesus Na- Christ. Christ. Yeah, it's like a 90s. Too 90s much information, John. Yeah. Yeah. Next issue, back, back matter. matter. Uh, but it gets into like uh, Ellis's back writing butter. style and how he you know, made certain decisions, that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, Fell is the story. Uh, if you're not familiar with it yet, is the story of a detective that. Goes to Snowtown. Yeah, it's across a river yeah. from a major town. It's a smaller, almost mm-hmm. suburban type of town. Which has gone totally lunatic. It's yeah, it's almost like a pocket dimension, it seems like. It's 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 a weird place that... Is this, an alternate uh, universe? I don't know. Something almost. strange. But he, he was a uh, very successful detective <laughs> you know, in, in a major city. Goes across the <laughs> river into Snowtown where there are, what, <laughs> two and a half... Two and a half other Two detectives. Half detectives one, one, one doesn't, doesn't have legs. legs. Uh, it's it's just it's a messed up book, but it is so good. He gets into um, one bizarre and usually inspired from true life um, homicide or kidnapping or just strange just, crime stuff. And um, yeah, Ellis and, picks up. I mean, and, and the nice thing about it is it's not like the same. Not every story's bizarre. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. they're usually bizarre. They have a weird twist. We have a weird them. twist, but 
some are more supernatural than others. Mm-hmm. You know, some are kind of just straightforward weird crimes. Yeah. And and others are a little bit more supernatural yeah, because yeah. he's sort of building up the the overall what, what is going on. Yeah. In Snowtown. Exactly. And and it, it it really is kind of a kind of a just left of reality. But anyway, it's it's 16 pages that you feel like you like you've read a 48 pager whenever yeah, you for there's buck so 99. much so much story in each issue, buck 99 there's no reason not to pick it up unless you're totally turned off by Good Cop- writing, yeah, and we, art. yeah, <laughs> we, oh my God. yeah. And I was, uh, I, we, we got here. We, we, ne- we never talk about um, Temple Smith's art in that book enough. Yeah, it is, it I brought him up. Awesome. I said go buy his art book, whatever it's called. It's awesome, awesome. Whatever right, it's so, called. So anyway, fell. It's one that we talked was, about before. We got here early today, and I was we were, you had ran out, and I was standing around, and, and Mark was talking with the customer, and he recommended the hardcover of the new fell. And the guy's looking at it, and he's like, yeah, Mark's telling him how great the stories are, and it's this cop drama kind of thing, weird, supernatural. Uh, yeah, I just don't like the art. Close the book, puts it, and he walks well, out. He's like, go! But, but wow. I, w- I, as much as I appreciate Ben Temple Smith's art, and I enjoy it. I can see it, that. He yeah. definitely is an acquired taste. It's a love for, it or hated kind of Yeah, it, it's definitely. Um, I didn't like his stuff Jim when Lee I first saw him. I didn't care well, for his art when I first when yeah. he first kind of came out. I've really I've acquired the taste. Really old Sinkevich is like has, there's a yeah. kinship between Ashley sure, Wilson, sure. Smith and this. Oh, there you could take you could take a huge and, and this, this come from this week. I went and ordered just about every Sinkevich book I could find online. I scoured his website this week, and I don't know. I just got in this kick, and I I started looking through his stuff, and and the more I started looking at some of his old stuff, the more I went, oh man, this guy really. Gave birth to almost mm-hmm. every anything artist. like that. Yeah, it, you yeah. Know, like Chris Bacello started off his career and was you know, and and I don't I, I'm not one of the people who thinks this is a bad thing. I mean, every artist turn you know creates you know one artist of one generation creates the next twenty artists of the next generation and it all starts to branch out. But uh, definitely you're you're right in saying that. I mean, Sinkevich, I think check really out check out his uh, Black Widow miniseries. He did two miniseries mm. in the last what year year and a half. First one was better than Dude, the second. Dude, go back to Electric Assassin. I did. I ordered that. Oh, I'm waiting yeah. on it. It should awesome. be in, in my house awesome. tomorrow. Miller and Sinkevich. Yeah. You know, Fantastic. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to go, I don't go too far. Well, but, book, but, but even... You know, but that's and, the thing. And, and if, you Mark, liked, if you liked Electra Assassin, I think you'll Oh, sure. Electra Assassin, we, I just think, like, there'll never be a day in comics where that kind of... That level of... of Artistry will be allowed to happen again. Again, I mean, when you when you look at those pages, whether it's a time situation or just there's not enough money made to pay somebody to do things like that. But right. when you look at that book, that was oh, it's there is not any sweat and love poured into books like there was in that. They, I mean, they let him take his time. Oh, man. I mean, good well, lord! Like it or not, he, anyway, he did take his time. Oh, well, we're going to talk about <laughs> s- sweat being poured into something. <laughs> You're the segue master. Because all these books deserve to be mentioned. One one, one last thing about Fell is that they're almost one and done. There's a great overlapping story there, but you can jump in at any time on any issue. So if you see issue three of Fell, which was really good, just pick it up, try it out. You don't have to start at number one. Uh, The one I'm going to mention, which is sort of an odd pick because... uh, it's on here somewhere. It's uh, Love and Rockets, Volume 2, oh. uh, number 19, which comes in at 2.30. And it's not so much for necessarily this specific issue, but uh, when I see people talk sort of about collected editions 
and I think about the stuff that I own. I, I have the hardcovers, and I have Chris's hardcover, too. <laughs> I have two copies of the of the uh, Love and Rockets. They have the collected editions of Locus and Palomar, and they're still coming out with Volume 2 issues. Um, if you don't know much about this, and as we were talking about earlier with like DMZ and Rex Mundi, mm-hmm. and uh, books that follow characters oh. over their change of like their lives... There's no better example than <laughs> it's almost rockets. literal. Yeah, literally following someone change, yeah, uh, you know, over a course of their own lifetime from being, you see jumps from like being a kid to, you know, being a teenager to being an adult and sort of the reflection of your own life and how your own life will change in those sort of situations. So. I think this is a book that if you enjoy DMZ, you heard the thing about Rex Mundy, you like the talks about you know, characters that change. This book, these books are all about the same characters being consistent and There's changing pro- yeah. and follow what happens to them. There's yeah. probably no better example of, of, of that in comics, I yeah. think. I mean, it's it's an amazing accomplishment what what they did. The Hernandez with brothers. The Hernandez brothers. I mean, it's it li- literally follows these characters' lives from the early '80s to. Yeah, know, and it's great and, because and, depending on the story, they don't always follow like a linear right. timeline. Like, uh, pa- Locus does more so more than uh, yeah. Palomar. You'll jump around a lot, and you'll see. But even so, yeah, you, you see. You'll get I mean, an idea, and yeah. and they've you know they came out. Few months ago, uh, with uh, the, pe- the two hardcovers. Yeah, well, no, no, the the tales from Palomar. Oh yeah, the trade. Yeah, you know, which was great. was just new stories, yeah. and it was just you know continuing from where they had left off. And in these characters, if you want to fall in love with characters yeah. and watch them grow and change and go through hardship, and I mean it. It's just amazing this you collection. You also get to watch artists grow because you yes. see these yeah. guys. Yes, Big these time. books like um. And now I'm sort of getting off of this because I'm talking more about the hardcover editions, which are really nice, affordable stuff you can get off of Amazon for like thirty bucks. You and get they're a huge, I think amazing. I, got, I think I got Locus and Palomar for like sixty five dollars yeah. combined. You yeah. get to watch these guys grow as artists from like eighty two to ninety, and you see them develop their own style. You know, at the beginning they're a little bit scratchy, and right. then as you see how they get so much more bolder uh-huh. with sort of what they're doing. Uh, it's a great opportunity to watch characters grow, to watch them as writers grow, and watch as them artists. as artists grow. Because it's, it's consistent. Because they write those characters. <laughs> Re- reading Every, Palomar, yeah. whenever I, whenever, and and I think you do the same thing. Sometimes I just get in a mood where it's like, you know what, I want to, I want to curl up with some Love and Rockets, and it. You need it's, sex. It, I, that's true. <laughs> and I fucked the shit out of that book. <laughs> no, it, it's, a, it's a book it, that makes me really happy when I read it because you you do you fall in love with these characters yeah. and you and you want to see what happens next in their lives and it there's heartbreaking things that happen but there's really yeah. there's a lot of triumph and, and these in, aren't, in human spirit stories. Yeah, and these yeah. aren't books about. You know, this is not superhero stuff. This is not action adventure stuff. Well, there's some. I mean, in in the Love and Rocket stuff in the beginning, there's some fantasy and and initially, but once they got beyond that, I mean, it's all character driven stuff. It's all more. Is there a trade out of this? There are multiple huge collections. There's very affordable hardcovers that collect entire storylines. But there's also they've they've just started releasing new trades that are a little more complete. Unfortunately, the hardcovers for whatever reason they they skip some stories. But there's some very good trades that are coming out that are I think are going to cover everything. It's such a huge collection of work, and it's it's just an amazing amazing display of. 
literally a lifetime of, of comic book crafting from two about brothers. Ca- certain characters. About certain the same characters, and it's just awesome stuff. So, Hi, this is Mike Norton, uh, co-creator and artist of Gravity. And uh, if you're not listening to Crankcast, you should be listening to Around Comics. Uh, my next book is The Goon by Eric Powell. Uh, it's an ongoing story that's slowed down from time to time, Next. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> really uh, for th- anyone that doesn't know, it's a story about the goon, who's sort of this muscle-bound uh, enforcer that works for a mob boss and his uh, little buddy Frankie, and it's set in a really bizarre uh, sort of fantasy world with demons and the undead and creatures and all sorts of stuff, and, and the goon's the most feared character in the land. And, the artwork's and beautiful. Artwork's amazing. Don't, don't start with uh, Satan Sodomy Baby as your introduction. <laughs> yeah, that might not be... Um, it was funny. But <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, sometimes I think uh, the goon, the book itself is, is sort of, it knows that it's a comic, and, and there's that metafiction... <laughs> that metafiction part of it that um, they sort of make fun of that from time to time, but you know, like you said, Scotty, the art is always amazing. Yes. Eric Powell's stuff is just absolutely fantastic, and uh, and and it's a book that I think a lot of people maybe just kind of glaze over Great or whatever. Pulp but feel to it, yeah, it, it has that that. His art reminds me of E.C. Seeger, the the Popeye artist, and it really has kind of a Popeye feel to it, with a little Eisner in there as well. But really, that kind of class, especially if you yeah, it does it does have a, a, a very Popeye classic feel to it, and yeah. and the stories are always funny and irreverent and 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 ridiculous, and it's not, you're not going to find like you know any deep meaning to any of the stuff in there, but there's nothing, there's not a whole lot to it other than he beats up guys and, you know, Frankie makes wisecracks and, but uh, the issues are, (laughs) and the trade, there's like four or five trades already out for it, but uh, real good stuff. Check out the goon. Scotty! I'm going to go with with a couple trades from uh, a few years back that I think got a bad rap when it came out. Uh, because again, you'll you'll probably hear me say this a million times o- over forever that uh, some things are just better read in trade. This is a book that uh, I'm just steampunk by Joe Kelly and Chris Bacello. Um As a single issue story, very very hard to grasp onto because there's a mm-hmm. lot going on. The artwork um, was crafted in a way to create a little confusion. I know people complained at the artwork at the time, about, oh, it's too confusing, but right. it was actually meant to be a little confusing because the story is very dense and uh, very hard to read month to month because a lot happens. It's a little twisted and dark, uh, but if you give it a chance to sit down and read the two volumes of it in trade form, it it take your time, and it, maybe even read it a couple times. Uh, it's this fantastic almost Mad Max meets Lord of the Rings in a way uh, love story almost uh, it's really about a man who uh, who whose lover is sick and he takes her to the local kind of experimental scientist doctor to you know say every avenue I, you know I kind of went to every avenue can you help save her and he says, yes, if you do something for me. Next thing you know, he wakes up years later, yeah. half his I've body. I've been there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up in a bathtub and my kidney's gone. I'm uh, half, half his body it has been um, replaced with steam 
uh, and kind of machinery. Uh, so he's kind of disoriented. He's out of time. He he then has then he goes on the like That's the nationwide the nationwide journey of trying to find the love of his life. He realizes that this doctor who experimented on his love at the time now rules. Uh, rules England. It's um, fucked up, man. It's it's crazy, and I, I could probably get really, but the artwork is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the writing of it is the first time I ever actually heard different accents by the way the writing was and the way it was lettered. Uh, even the lettering um, made you hear things yeah. as you were reading it, which I think a lot of times in comics, I just see words, I don't ever hear voices, and this was one of the first ones that the lettering, the writing, combined with the fantastic art made me feel like this is a crazy cast of characters in a really crazy world. So I think even if you knew about this book and didn't give it a chance, uh, it came out through Cliffhanger at Wildstorm, I would say uh, go back, reread it, uh, maybe read it twice, get it all, and if you don't like it, fuck you. It's yeah. sweet. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> What's your next pick? What? Quite the Thanks, Tom. transition. Um, I don't. I don't want to bring this up because we love the artist, and he's a guy that pops up on the show from time to time. Because that's not the only reason that I want people to to check it out, and that is the all new Adam. And it's not just because we love Mike, and he is a great guy, but it is a really, really good book that. Not enough people are reading right now. It is, I mean, it's one of Gail Simone's funner books that she's working on. Uh, it is, I, I think, what trips this book up for a lot of people is that it is a reintroduction of of a character that a lot of people had some nostalgic feelings about in Ray Palmer that they wouldn't necessarily buy the Adam, but. It, not having Ray Palmer as the Adam seems to have upset people, and and, and the, the, the new character isn't in, you know piquing people's interest. The funny thing about this book is that uh, I en- I enjoy the nostalgia of Ray Palmer, but really to be honest, there aren't a huge amount of truly awesome Ray Palmer stories in the last like. 25 years, you know, like... Yeah, I think you have to go back to the Gil Kane era yeah, to find I mean, great Adam Yeah, I mean, there's stories. some good ones. The Sword of the Adam stuff was okay. Uh, the Gil Kane just art was okay. great. Yeah, it was just okay. And it was most, more Gil's art. Go ahead. But, you know, this really is the most fun someone's had with the concept of the Adam in a really, really long well, time. What I love yeah. about it is that is that Ryan Choi is the new Adam, and I'd never read the Adam, the old series, and having having Ryan Choi to follow, it's like he is figuring out his powers and his place in in herodom with you. It's like as as he's figuring this out, so are you. So it well, is a great time to jump in. They have a and, floating and, head and, that yeah. warns them about things. Well, and he's a he's a Ray Palmer fan too. Yeah. I and mean, he he really his character was. A student who idolized Dr. Ray Palmer mm-hmm. and got to know him and and came to Ivy Town on his Im- invitation and is just as disappointed I think as some fans that where the hell's Ray Palmer and I came here and everything when he when he's an adult and now now a professor um, I can understand old fans being disappointed because of where Ray Palmer was last seen at that climatic moment of identity crisis when he finds out that, you know, I don't want to tip anything, but obviously something personal happened in his life if you haven't read Identity if they Crisis. D- if they, it was five years ago. Okay. When his <laughs> wife... Gene Loring, yeah, yeah. yeah killed, uh, killed Sue Debney, and uh, that 
that obviously he he helped redeem the situation but felt he couldn't face his friends and in a very great incredible shrinking man way disappeared and mm -hmm. it seems to be in the microverse it's something that's being addressed now on countdown but uh it'll and it'll be interesting to see where ray palmer the character is after countdown and if if there's enough room for two Adams, as there are multiple Flashes and Green Lanterns. But I agree. I think Gale is writing an excellent book. It's a story that started with a Grant Morrison idea, mm -hmm. and he really wrote the template for the book. And Gale was given the assignment, and as usual, Gale passes with wide. It's all just wacky, crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it, it's about science and science versus yeah. magic, and going on great adventures. It, it is yeah. a fun little. Superhero book. Speaking of science versus magic, John, what's your? <laughs> um, I'll uh, I'll take that transition and actually Vader, make it all right. uh, featuring. Uh, actually, this is my only licensed book that I wanted to mention. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment certainly has a lot of very popular licenses right now with Highlander and Red Sonia and the Lone Ranger. And I have to give them credit because I was always a fan of the original Battlestar Galactica. I know how crazy and silly. Uh, the original Glenn Larson show was. I love what Ron Moore has done with the revamp. And I'm going to uh, list both the classic Battlestar Galactica written by Rick Remender and uh, the new Battlestar it's Galactica written by Brandon Jerwa. <laughs> You're skipping picks. Well, but much like you, you, did the whole the love and, you did the whole Love and Rockets thing. But you see, I, no, I am. I'm, I, I just want to include both because oh, I would shit. say if you're, if you're a oh, fan of the classic and you want nothing bullshit. to do with uh, the new version of Galactica, you got a book that Rick Remender is writing that's doing the classic. well. And Dave Dorman is just knocking it out with those covers. They're incredibly great. But also, uh, Brandon Jerwa writing a, a wonderful book uh, for you know the, the newer stuff. And there have been great miniseries. I love the Tom Zarek miniseries that uh, gave his whole backstory, if you know your new Galactica. Uh, but even the classic story that Remender did uh, really captured the spirit of the old stories, but also gave it enough of a fun current spin that it's just good old-fashioned science fiction fun. And I, I really Speaking do of Tom Caters. Ones. Speaking uh, of good old-fashioned... Tom, talk now. Tom, Speaking cool. of old-fashioned. Uh, speaking of old-fashioned, there's nothing older than our love for exterminators. Yay. There's nothing older and more tread upon and moth-eaten than our praise <laughs> for... Now, if he can't pick Queen and Country, how come he gets to pick the exterminators? Because we all love... Because the sassy to that. Yeah. Ooh, Jeff, is it... This is last night. He's got, yeah. he's got short yeah. timer yeah. syndrome. Stir, stir fuck you. Damn. Fuck you. You're exactly. all right. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> i got to torch the place before I leave, man. I'll see you later. Uh, Sundress left the building. That's right. Fuck all of you. Uh, <laughs> really? Bug no, he's going to kick the table as he really is. I'm going to pick Exterminators because it's uh, it's up to like issue 17. And I've been worried about it getting canceled for about a year now because it's not got the best sales. I, I hope it sells really great in trade. Simon says that... Uh, <laughs> Simon says... Simon says, uh, Simon says. When I talked to Simon, he told me that DC just kind of keeps telling him, don't worry about it. It's We, well, we like it. it. Don't worry about uh, it. So. It's a great book about bugs and exterminators and creepy shit and supernatural, and it's a mix of really... Like, everyone's had a friend who's lived in a shitty apartment that has had to deal with rats or bugs, and they have one funny story about it, and this book always hits those sort of things about, like, what if you have tons of rats in your house, but it also hits on 
shit that probably hasn't happened to you, like your drug addicted friend coming back from the dead. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. you get well, your whatever. <laughs> Speak well, for yourself, yeah. Kate. What, what if those what if those uh, rats start uh, like developing team building skills? Yeah. You like, know? What if the roaches <laughs> develop? Uh, they have a coach coaching them on how to do everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, you have your uh, you have Tony Moore has been doing the art here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also had other guest artists. Mike Hawthorne did the yeah. great turn. Chris Somney. And it's it's a great book. And, and it also uh, has it Ty also Templeton right now. Well, it has a, a lot, you know all that stuff. It also has a lot of good character moments and yeah. like interpersonal kind of stuff that that goes on between the characters too. People so die for real. It's a good good book. It's a good book. Yeah. Well, speaking of good books, I don't know. Speaking of, uh, good. my next pick is um, called Borrowed Time. It's a uh, sort of a only in graphic novel format, but they're like digest, small digest, very uh, uh, small consumable uh, books. There's only two volumes out right now, one and two. Uh, This book is done by Taylor Devlin. Uh, No, I'm sorry. Uh, That's the the character's name. Uh, It's written by Neil Schaefer, art by Joe Infernari. And it's published through Oni Press. Uh, of, came, of Caveman Robot fame. <clears throat> of Cave, Caveman yep. Robot fame. Um, they're six ninety five a piece. They're very small, digest, very easily consumed as far as page count. But the content of it are, are, are much more dense and are extremely enjoyable reads. It's basically a story of a, a, a guy who uh, accepts a writing assignment that t- happens to take place in the Bermuda Triangle. And he goes there, and once he goes there, everything sort of changes in his life and in time. He gets lost. He gets very lost and comes back to a reality that doesn't resemble his reality. Um, The artwork in in these are, it's all black and white stuff, but uh, it's very, um, I don't want to say simplistic, but it's, it's very easy to follow. Artwork. It's very uh, good rendering of the situations. There, you know, this isn't a a book that that necessarily would serve uh, from having uh, more extravagant art in it, it, it because it's grounded by the artwork. I think one of my favorite things about this book and the simplicity of just like the art, the storytelling of the art, and also in the story is that the main crux of the story they don't waste a lot of time trying to justify. Why the why things isn't. happen? It's just like this is where you are, mm-hmm. which is a great thing because I think a lot of books sometimes, sci-fi books especially, get wrapped up in trying to explain details of why a character ends up the in meta, situation. Yeah. But it's just like this is this where, is it, where is, it is, and, this is and, what you are, and he has to deal with it. Yeah. And, and, and but both volumes have been extremely fun to read, um, and I, I'm really excited to see where it goes from there. Uh, I. I most people probably haven't even heard of this book. It's it's unconventional format. Yeah, very unconventional, very small. They're only about I don't know what what would you say 60 probably so yeah pages. maybe sixty pages each, and they're in digest size, uh, but worth every penny and, and extremely cool. good stuff. And, and one of like the two books <clears throat> in the last year that I've turned you on to, where you're like, hey. That, was, that good. was good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, that you definitely did turn me on to that. And, and that uh, Rex Mundy and Miss Marvel, I think, are my three. Those are the. I think that's you. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, shit. To fame. <laughs> uh, Scotty, what is your ego pick? My oh. ego pick. Oh, oh, oh. 
I got nothing. Snap! Got nothing. Oh, single teardrop. Damn. Snapazilla. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick this time around uh, a book called The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, <laughs> uh, paperback from Image Comics. It's actually an, the English translation of a European hardcover series of books by uh, Enrique Fernandez is the artist. Uh, Writer David uh, Chavel. Chavel. After um, Frank Baum. Yeah. Uh, it's basically just a retelling of The Wizard of Oz. Uh, that's um, awesome. That sounds awesome. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's The Wizard of yeah. Oz. They're basic stories of that. The movie would have, have you believe that they're really cheery. It's like yeah, old yeah, fairy tales. Right, right. Very yes. dark. Yes, oh, yeah. they are dark. If you go back, yeah. and the, the witch in this is actually, you know scary and the lion is yeah. an actual lion it's not a man walking on two legs yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. you know every t- even when you see renditions of this and you know a million people in comics have done Wizard of Oz over the years but it's always their take on the movie Wizard yeah. of Oz right. and this is very much more a tale where Dorothy is actually a young girl um, the artwork is just stunning. They duct tape her boobs down like they did poor Judy Garland yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, breasts are too big Judy it's uh it's digitally painted uh, by Enrique Fernandez and uh, it is an amazing a beautiful book the story's fun um, sounds and, great and, and, and Wizard of Oz you know what I mean you can't go those wrong those original classic, stories too yeah. are so great I always loved Return to Oz oh, yeah, when yeah. I was a kid because it's such a Freaky. dark yeah it's scary sequel to something they're like, taking your ki- your kids yeah. and I were just talking off people like awesome. drill into yeah. your brain you know? yeah. but uh, I would definitely say you know if you want to look at some beautiful art you want to kind of Almost go back to your childhood a little bit and 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 read an Oz that's not the movie Oz. Uh, check it out. This is Gene Colan, and you are listening to Around Comics. <laughs> Actually, I got a great one, and I was very surprised. Uh, Jim <clears throat> Valentino at Image has been coming out with a Shadow Line, and um, some of the books have already gotten some pub, like After the Cape, which is uh, an interesting little superhero as, as an alcoholic kind of take. But I was really thrilled with how much I've enjoyed both arcs of the Sam Noir books. And uh, they're a lot of fun. What they are is a combination of a typical hard-boiled mystery, but as opposed to it being set in San Francisco in the 1930s, you get a Shaolin that's, uh, or I should say some sort of uh, Shaolin warrior, I guess. I don't know if he's actually a Shaolin priest, but he's just a ninja that uh, is in feudal, yeah, Ronin, if you will, in feudal Japan. But with all the trappings of this is my town and you don't pull that crap in my town and guys named Sam and Eddie are in the book and it's it's a lot of fun. Ronan Holiday was the last uh, arc and it was very short. It was only three issues. And the first trade I know is available. Uh, the next story arc starts in June and I, I do recommend it. But it's uh, they've been a lot of fun and uh, they've uh, been written by Eric Anderson and Matt, uh, Manny Tremblay. And Manny is uh, also doing the art, and Eric uh, does the lettering. It's uh, in the same way that I've enjoyed Hawaiian Dick and how Clay Moore has taken the trappings of a, of a noir story and put it in a different environment. I think Sam Noir does the same thing and in a very tongue-in-cheek way of... In the same way that if you like things like Kung Fu Hustle... And some of the Kung Fu Hustle is the and, shit. And there you go. You know, you know, and, it's the and greatest comic book movie ever made. Well, and that's the thing, exactly. <laughs> so I would, I would say that Sam Noir s- shares a bit of that same sensibility. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, Wine Dick, is that going to be an ongoing? Think- that's what Clay has been <clears throat> saying, but I know that Clay keeps getting busy with other projects and stuff, so okay. I certainly hope so. And by the well, way, yeah, if we can put in a quick little shout aside to uh, Clay Moore and, and uh, Stephen Griffiths and Nick Darrington and all the wonderful artists who have been involved with 
Hawaiian Dick. That's an excellent series as well. Yes, it is. Pick up those two trades without question. Uh, my last one, I'm just going to mention it, and then we're going to go into kind of a lightning round of forum posts because we had we had forum posters that threw out some great stuff. Um, Ex Machina. Consistently quality read, beginning to end. It's it's not anywhere near being a, a top 100 book. Should be. It, it's it's it, it's it's right there with DMZ as far as being socially, politically relevant. Um, great character stories. A little bit of sci-fi. A little bit of action. Political. A lot of horror. lot of politics. And, and city politics. You know, civic politics as opposed to national. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to throw that in when uh, because I, when I came into reading that book, I heard how political it was, and when I read it, I thought, well. Because when, politics, yeah, when people is. say political, you instantly start thinking red versus blue. yeah, the red versus yeah. blue, the national politics stuff. It is political, but on a way that people sometimes when you say a book's political, you don't want to gotta turn a lot of people off. Right. And I almost want to say it is very political, but in a way that you can understand because it relates to a com- almost community. Yeah, this is the it, mass, m- the the you know the small sort of uh, the municipal living politics. In, yeah, the municipal yeah. and living in Chicago with you yeah. know like Mayor Daley and that exactly. sort of. Seeing right. that sort of politics is very familiar to us. This and is New York. This right. is New York, and it's it's yeah. it's and it's not, so it's not as overbearing as you know. Like I'm a huge fan of the West Wing, but if you watch the West Wing, national politics, it's a, right. it's it's a little bigger. Fantasy. Right. This yeah. is a little different. So I just I would definitely want to throw that in to, to not scare people off right. of that and, book. And to Vaughn's credit, I think he br- presents both sides of an argument mm-hmm. that that some of the stories he captures. In, in most of the topics that he deals fairly, with, yeah, very, absolutely. I mean, and we're talking about things like gay marriage. Gay marriage is it cool? Uh, marijuana. A controversial you know. piece of art where it's a painting of Abraham yeah. Lincoln with the word, you know, the yeah, N-word absolutely. on it and stuff. And also, uh, yeah, marijuana, that was an excellent issue. Yeah. Smoke, smoke. It's great art. Great, stuff. great art. A, a lot of mystery yeah. because mm-hmm. there's there's definitely mystery to science the fiction, there's horror, science there's horror, there's, you know, action. And there's a action. In it done in a way that is unconventional, which is hard to say. It's when, all, it's all when, a flashback. When, and also, but that when mm-hmm. various ways of showing superheroes have been done, done. to death, yeah. Brian K. Well, has found another unique way of presenting a superhero. Well, speaking of smoking pot, we have uh, forum posters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the first Not one smoking. is uh, is from uh, you know, our buddy uh, John Sokol over in uh, New York. He uh, or is he from Jersey? He's from right around there, wherever. John Sokol, uh, and he did want to uh, um, remind everyone uh, that this is from icv2.com. That's that's where you can check this from month to month. The top three hundred. The, the top three hundred. Uh, he says, "I've been traveling all week and don't have time to uh, give my input." John. Well, says, thanks for nothing. Then he says, "Okay, I lied." No, he got us. No. Off the top of my head, some great reads after one hundred on the list include Wormwood, Gentleman Corpse. Boneyard, Fell, Wasteland, Optic Nerve, Usagi Ujimbo, DMZ Fables, Jack Fables, Jonah Hex, Conan, and Ex Machina. All, all good li- all good list books. Yeah. Good job, John Sokol. Uh, Wasteland is awesome. Matt Kramer says, my two top my top two current under-the-radar books are Hack Slash, which I agree with. Constantly a top-of-the-stack quality book and always entertaining. Everyone should be reading this book. The ongoing just started, which is easy enough to for anyone to jump onto, but there's also a rich history to go and explore. Plus, you can see Robert Kirkman get killed and Scotty Young as a character that draws a slasher hunting squirrel. <laughs> can I, can I actually true. say that, it, yeah, I was a character in one book called Comic Book Carnage, and I was, in a slasher movie, there's always a survivor. I was the survivor. <laughs> nice. And I go on to, in my first in, in my career, where I draw 
a story that features myself <laughs> getting killed by an animated squirrel. Nice. His other pick is Snake Woman. Aw- awesome running by Zub Wells and beautiful art by both Michael Gatos and Vivek Shunde. There's an incredible mythology established, well-developed characters, and just when you think it's a standard cliche story, there's a hell of a twist. There's a 99-cent Zero issue out now. That's from Virgin Comics. I think Comics. Matt is actually a big uh, Scotty Young fan, so yeah. I want to give him a yeah. little shout-out. Who's it, Matt, the guy who wrote this email? It's, uh, yeah. Matt Kramer. Matt oh. Kramer. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. And thanks for bringing up... Uh, it's funny, you brought up me, and then... And then Zeb. Zeb is Which a friend of yours, huge, man. huge friend of mine. Uh, love him to death, and uh, he's a fantastic writer. I think if, if I had to say people under the radar... Zeb's Zeb. one of them. He's uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I know he's known for his comedic stuff, but uh, he's awesome. Also, say on uh, Hack Slash, uh, I thought the uh, the Hack Slash Chucky Free Comic uh, Book Day. No, it wasn't Free Comic Book Day. Oh, it was the, the no. It was just it was a one shot. It was it was a one shot. It was a fun one shot and actually a good introduction to Hack Slash because they kind of cover a lot of the a lot of stuff. Or you can always buy Hack Slash at uh, Pullbox um, Online. Pull pull yeah, is it Pullbox Online. Pullbox Online dot com. Dan C, our buddy Papercut on the forum, he uh, hit a list. Uh, Maintenance by Jim Massey and Robbie Rodriguez, issue okay, three. Was ranked 287 in April. Very funny book that had me seriously considering naming my next child Cobra McPunch. Boy or girl, it really doesn't matter with a name that tough. Uh, Wasteland by Anthony Johnson and Christopher Mitten. I'm surprised that it's still so low after all the good word of mouth for this book, but then I guess I shouldn't be. That's what this topic's about, right? Good books that with maybe not so good sales numbers. Uh, which means I should. Uh, I also shouldn't be surprised that books like DMZ, Welcome to Tranquility, Invincible, and Irredeemable Ant-Man and Criminal aren't in the top 100. A number that I guess is fairly arbitrary for the purpose of this discussion. Oh, who knows? Well, I think we see. You know, the power of the internet is um, not all powerful because these are all books that get. Tons of play on message boards well, I'm and pretty, podcasts. I'm pretty convinced that there's about 8,000 comic book readers that go online on a consistent basis yeah. of the well, speaking of 150,000 comic book One of them is Chris Chavez, who wrote Iron Man Hypervelocity. Oh, just cut me off. I've heard a lot of great cut things me the about knees. that. I, know. I give credit for, to Marvel <laughs> when things went bad with uh, Warren Ellis and Avi uh, Granoff in terms of their series Tom coming out. They've really like, put out a call and put out a lot of really great <laughs> Iron Man product. The Knopfs have the regular book on track again, but I heard a lot of great things about Hypervelocity. Yeah. I don't know I, what I, has I, to do with Hypervelocity, but this should be the regular Iron Man title and not that Tony Stark is a weasel that spun out of Civil War. Mm. And that was air quotes. I actually, I actually am enjoying the... Uh, uh, initiative Where Iron Man series. Yeah, <laughs> great. You have I, bad I, taste. I, I really enjoy it. Vartson? Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh I would add Fall of Cthulhu by Boom Studios and Pirates of Coney Island by Image. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I have no jokes. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> R.H. Coop also wants to add Wasteland, which has been mentioned. Raketo, great book. Yeah. Criminal yeah, Fell, awesome. Jack of Fables, Conan, and the Midnight, Midnight God, Nightly News, and Phonogram. Nightly News. Nightly News. Is, Big John Hickman. There are a lot of good books, not in the top 100. Nightly News and Phonogram have been great. I'm really digging Jacket Fables. Obviously, I read Fables too. Criminals and Fell. I think uh, Nightly News is going to be an awesome traded collection. Yes. Mm. Yep. When, when that comes out. finally comes out. Yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> out. Jonathan, you listen. I know you do. You get Hear out. Me now. Hear me now. Believe me later. Jonathan, Jonathan's probably out. buying more RAM for his computer because that is a design-heavy book. 
Can I throw a couple more books out there Absolutely. before we finish? Oh my God, uh, I'm not going to talk long about it. I just want to mention them. Uh, I want to throw X-Men. out their powers mm-hmm. by Michael Bendis, New Michael Oming. You know, really kind of what propelled them to stardom to, to some degree. And I it's really still enjoy powers. It's just a good book every month, and it's been it's been good from the beginning. It's never really faltered. Like that as a TV show, you know. Yeah, you absolutely. Enjoyed it so much, you would have picked it as one of the three picks you had. <laughs> uh, negative burn. <laughs> I think the price scares people off, and that's why it drops by the trade. Down, down. Negative Burn is every issue is a quality anthology piece to really expose you to a lot of great talent out there. Uh, another book is Criminal Macabre by uh, Steve Niles, sure. which is a book I think some Cal people... McDonald. Yeah, the Cal McDonald mystery. It's it's an actual ongoing series, but it's been broken up into yeah, the arcs. different arcs, and they don't always come out on a consistent basis. It may be a they few months. Clumps. Yeah, they, they exactly. But there's, uh, there's 20 issues out so far. There's uh, I think five trades that are out. So, are, two short story Two short stories. Well. And, and consistently very good stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, just funny and detective. You know, detect- yeah, exactly. exactly. And, a, and a great, a great thing. All right. Stuff. Uh, Real quick. Any, anybody oh, else? I yeah. have like three more. Okay. Just, uh, I know. What the fuck? Well, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, Na- you didn't get them. Di- Dynamo off. Five. I know Tom, you're a big fan of Dynamo, Dynamo Five. Yeah. Super excellent One, Yeah, just a good superhero book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Killer, which is a, a adaptation from a French book. Uh, from Archaea Studio Press, which uh, is just fantastic. Uh, it follows the life of an assassin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what was it? I had one more. While you're thinking, I wanted to mention oh. uh, Brian Azzarello's Death Blow from Wildstorm, a great series. Mm-hmm. And Left on Mission from Boom Studios, an excellent spy series that Issue 2 just came out. I've really enjoyed the art. And Gamekeeper from Virgin, Guy Ritchie... Uh, who was directing the thing? But Andy Diggle, it's a it's a wonderfully written book and great, beautiful art. Uh, um, you got any other? I haven't. No, I picked the I ones. Get, I I've like. got more. <laughs> I did because I just picked. All right, Sal, last one, real quick. Well, I got like five. One. Let me just. Th- I won't say anything other Jesus than the names. Miss Marvel no. from Brian Reed. No. Green Lantern Corps. No. Hellblazer, the new, the new. Uh, if any of you buy these, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Last one, American Century, which was a book that came out Howard Chankin and David Tishman years ago. You can get the first couple of trades. Fantastic uh, expatriate stuff. It's awesome. Twenty four seven. Oh well, then uh, I'm gonna put on Stanley Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four. All right, my last one wraps it up. No, st- <laughs> no, honest to God, this is ridiculous. Honest to God. <laughs> This is Farmer Cooper's Shut up. Peter Belt. BPRD, pick it up. Uh, All right, we're done. God, no. Anyone? No. Does anyone have nine <laughs> no, we're more? Not done. They want to fucking add at the end? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed our under-the-radar picks. Hopefully we piqued your interest, and you'll check out uh, the multitude of books. Right, Tom? Yes, yeah. <laughs> hey, just go. Don't... <laughs> I'm the squeaky one that doesn't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there are a few different ways that you can interact with the show. One of those is our listener hotline. Sal? 1-888-65-GCAST. Give us a call. Play it on the show. Just like this. Hey, Around Comics, it's David D. Calling. I uh, hope you guys have been well. I've been loving the show lately. Some really great episodes. Uh, great to hear Matt Fraction on the show again. And I've really enjoyed the sort of, you know, how the sausage is made behind the scenes stuff, like the freelancer discussion and um, the Comics 101 and the Josh Blaylock stuff. Uh, my, you know, my only complaint has been that, um, you know, since episode 92, we haven't had any more Ellen Baker dark side slash fiction. 
Uh, I thought that was great. And, you know, the thing is, if I don't get that from you guys, where on the Internet will I find it? So I just hope you guys take that under advisement and um, continue doing great shows. Thanks. Goodbye. We're working on an opus. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Always good to hear from you. uh, David David sent that in like a month ago. Yeah, it's been a while. We got through uh, a time when we weren't all here. So, David, thank you so much. It's always good to hear. But if you don't want to leave us a voicemail, you can always leave us an email at news at around comics or Tom at around comics or Chris at around comics or Sal at around comics or Scotty at around comics. And uh, we'll read it on the show. We'll try to just like this. This is from Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hi, guys. Great show. Listen to it every week. My question relates to how to scale down my collection. You can throw it out. Uh, You guys have probably all encountered this problem with your books, but I now have far too many long boxes. I'm running out of space on my bookshelves. How do I trim down? Now, I realize I'm not going to make money, but I would like to recover as much as possible in the hopes of flipping whatever I do get into new books. My questions are as follows. Number one, how do I sell? I don't think my LCS is that enthusiastic about buying back buying product back, so it seems that the internet is my only option. That being said, do I recall you guys mentioning trading up, i.e. flipping floppies for trades? How did that work for you? I ask because I want to have an idea of what to propose to my LCS. Uh, I, I do it here at the shop. If, uh, say, a uh, criminal uh, comes out and trade, and I'll say, hey, Mark, are you interested in taking my criminal issues and packing them up and selling them as a set? And he'll usually give me a, 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 a pretty hefty discount on the trade. You know, maybe 30%, maybe 40%, maybe 50%. Depends on how popular or how in demand the original floppies are. Uh, when um, the uh, Marvel Zombies hardcover came out, those first issues were still very, uh, very collectible, very sought after, and so he traded me straight up the hardcover for the uh, the original issue. That option's very much a store to store situation. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's store to store. There's really no advice. I, I would. I mean, it really just <coughs> depends. It, Your shop would be the people website. to ask, I guess. There's a website that was called WeBuyComics.com. I don't know if they still exist or not, but they would buy in bulk. And didn't care what you put in the in the long box, but it was yeah. a way to recoup some money back. But generally, in that s- circumstance, you're you're going to get the least amount yes, back but at least on it's that. Something. But it's yeah. something. So we have no advice for your first question. The yeah. Second question is: So if I sell on the web, is eBay the best option? Yes. Are there dedicated comic sales farms elsewhere on the web? There I mean, are. Ebay you know, he answers every one of his own questions in his question. eBay <laughs> is probably the best because it's probably the most the largest amount of people. Largest are gonna amount see of it. people. The most protection for you as a seller. Right. You know, that's where most serious people are going to go look for stuff. So eBay is probably your best option. Uh, How should I price things? 50% off a cover price? Is there a ballpark figure? If you're selling something, search for it on eBay to see what other people are selling for. Mm -hmm. And then base it off of that. If other people are selling for it for 50% off, uh, then sell it for 50%. If it's Armageddon Inferno, don't try and sell it for 20 bucks. I found for, like, more recent (coughs) stuff, because I've been selling stuff on eBay and trying to get rid of stuff uh, as well, and... A kind of rule of thumb that I've been using is like a buck an issue, really. And if you're looking to get rid of it, I mean, people will buy it at that price. And I know a lot of shops, instead of using like uh, the the street guide, the books, 
they actually use they use eBay to set market value right. because that is what the true market value is. So, um, like Tom says, check the pricing on eBay. That'll give you a good idea. Yeah, uh, this is the one I puzzled over the most. Shipping. How do you ship the books? Recommend packaging. What about selling complete runs? Books weigh a ton, and I don't know how to estimate shipping charges. The buyer should pay these, <laughs> and I don't want someone paying more in shipping than they are for actual books. Just well, weigh them. Weigh them before yeah. you send them. Yeah. Figure no, out no, how much no. it's going to cost. Don't weigh them before you send them. Weigh them before you post them on the yeah. for sale. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Then you could then you put there's the a weight, calculator right the calculator in the calculator the people first, put where they're from. There's and it right it's all taken care of. You I don't, don't know, have to do uh, anything else depending on what it is. Media like, mail is probably the best way to go through the U.S. Postal Service. It's the cheapest and, and you can do a does, lot. But let the media mail tell it takes forever. Usually. It does take. It takes a long time for media uh, so mail. Or you can do the first class prepaid boxes, mm-hmm. which are a flat rate. No matter it doesn't matter how much it weighs, as much as you can shove in those boxes, and they're like. 580 or something uh, for the box. But always be very descriptive of how you're gonna, if you're going to yeah. shove them all into a box, tell people I'm that if you're going to do that, I'm shoving them right. in. Especially yeah. from eBay, the ones I've bought and stuff, people have at the very least bagged and boarded them and then had some sort of like yeah. bubble yeah. wrap or something. Yeah, or yeah. bubble wrap. Just bubble be wrap, very descriptive yeah. of how Yeah, bay, bay, the uh, bottom line, I sold a lot of original art and I sell my books, my sketchbooks online. I make sure I know all my information before I even post the thing for sale. Yeah. Like Tom said, be very descriptive. And you're good to go. And if you want to keep then that selling, way, if you're just going to drop way the them, buyer, it's all in the buyer's right, hands from that point on. You don't have to do another. If thing. you're going to just drop them in a box and send them, say I'm just going to drop them <laughs> yeah, in a box right. and send them, yeah. and that's yeah. the price accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to keep selling, do exactly your, what you say you will do. All right. Uh, when he, uh, oh, he said thanks. Listen to your talk with Steve Rude, and was he serious? The whole thing about Baron's writing was like, wow. Also, my buddy and I are fledging podcasters. I'm curious as to how you got, get the show's files so small. Your shows are generally way over 60 minutes, and you have to average 25 mags or so. Thanks. That was, that was an email from uh, Swain. Uh, oh, Steve Rude was good, serious, um, as far as we could tell. Uh, he never uh, really yeah, said he wasn't he's serious. He's not yeah. sarcastic. He's not, he's yeah, he doesn't, yeah, I think he... He's a very candid person. Um, as far as the file size, um, it's all in the compression rates, and uh, and what uh, um, very you're recording them at. Uh, our compression is very good. I, I actually, you know, I had to search out uh, good software to do it. Um, if you're using something like Audacity, I would recommend compressing it into a WAV file first, then reopen that WAV file in Audacity and recompress it as an MP3. You'll save quality. It's all a balance between sound quality and size. And you know, <coughs> On the last email about uh, turning over books and whatnot, I also want to remind people that you can check out Sequential Swap. It's a great place to send old books that you want to pass on and get books from other people. It's a, it's a great way. It's a great community that that trades books out. So that's Keith Cunningham option. said, "Hey guys, finally got around to reading Fraction's Sensational Spider-Man Annual Number One, and I felt compelled to write it in about it. Why? Don't be surprised if this is the best single comic oh, issue okay. to be published this year. <laughs> it seriously <laughs> blew me away, and I love Fraction's handle on Spidey. Seriously, Marvel execs, listen up. Yeah, because they all listen to us. We all know that JMS is leaving Amazing soon, and if you're smart, you'll put F- Matt Fraction on that book. The that man knows." How to write him some Spidey. Until next time, Keith. That yeah. would not surprise me if that announcement comes in San Diego or Chicago. And I have no foreknowledge of that, but I do know that Matt will be making a big announcement, or is tied to a big announcement it's, uh, this convention season, so I'd love to see it. I awesome. think it's only upwards for, for Mr. Fraction. Yeah, I and I think he would love to write Spider-Man. 
right, that was uh, a fantastic. It was a fantastic issue. It was a, a really great one shot. All right, our next email. Hey guys, this is Eichenheimer, longtime listener, first time emailer. First off, hello. First off, Scotty Young is awesome. Sweet, oh, he, nice. makes a, he makes a great addition to the panel, and I love his humor. Let us know Ooh. when he goes to another <laughs> book so I can start buying it. Sorry, I'm not buying New X Men. For you or anyone. Oh, oh. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the JSA Comics 101 episode was spectacular. Loved every moment. Thought I'd take Sal up on his challenge for us listeners to come up with ideas for Comics 101. How about one of these? Magic in comics. You could either do a part one with DC and a part two with Marvel or do it all together. Just go over the characters in comics that have magic-based powers or some connection to magic. Ah, Jesus. Uh, the mechanical heroes focus on... On the characters that either are all robot or have robot parts, like Cyborg or Shudder, Cable. Would Sarge uh, still count as that? Yes. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Super Aliens, all the comic-related character or the, all the comic characters from other planets. Uh, monkeys, enough said. And last, maybe some creator spotlight episodes. Brian K. Vaughn just uh, handed over duties on runways to Joss Whedon, uh, is wrapping up Y and writing a screenplay, question mark, is now working on Lost and is just awesome. Maybe going to a creator's history and comics and such. I think that would be very interesting. Plus, people that don't know about an indie book done by their favorite creator could have some new ideas the next time they're looking at trades uh, in Borders plug um that's my two cents love the show love the panel and love monkeys eichenheimer i don't anything. but he did say yes p.s i especially feel a connection with you guys except tom because i too am a graphic designer whenever i do a design while listening to your show i associate that design with whatever topic you were discussing from then on that is why i always associate mad fraction with auto parts stores and compound paths nice. so <laughs> um i'd say uh, as far as like creator spotlights we have toyed around with the idea of maybe doing a will eisner uh comics 101 at one point that would that would be the the obvious one to start with there yeah as much as i like vaughn i don't know that i mean he merits it at this point yet yeah seriously <laughs> All right. Um, wow. The voicemails, the emails, yeah, dude, we have an hour everything. Flash in the pan. So, so much. I don't know if you can do it. Everyone. Uh, it was a flurry of listener interaction in the last week, so thank you so much. I uh, want to remind everyone that there are other ways that you can interact with the show. You can help us by spreading the Around Comics love. You can do that by taking us up on our listener LCS challenge. There's a flyer at our homepage. Just download it. Ask your local, man- uh, local comic shop manager or owner if they'll display it in the shop if they do so we'll mention both you and the shop on the show and provide a link to the shop at our site and we had someone take us up on that it was anthony he says hey guys i'm new to comic books both as a business and a reader i work in a hobby shop and talk to boston carrying comic books and trades we've been dealing in sci-fi and fantasy related models and collectibles for years i thought comics would be the perfect addition to that department i (laughs) would i listen to you guys to stay up on what's new. I've ordered comics for the store, such as White Picket Fences and Exterminators, because I heard about them on your podcast. I just got hooked on the Punisher comics after seeing a more recent Punisher movie. Gosh, I'm sorry about that. I also wanted to let you know that I posted a flyer for your podcast slash website in my store. I also do a podcast, and we'll mention you guys the next episode uh, this Wednesday. The website is for my podcast, www.scifi and fantasypodcast.com and the website for my store is uh, 
highwayhobby.com. Keep up the good work. Anthony and his store is Highway Hobby House, 806 Route 17 North in Ramsey, New Thank you, Jersey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Anthony. All right, you can uh, also interact with us by becoming our virtual friends at comicspace.com. When is working. Comics, uh, myspace.com slash around comics. And you can always leave us an iTunes music review. It makes me very happy when I see new ones. So special thanks to Todd42. Make sure to check out all the great things that aroundcomics.com has to offer. Yeah. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. Well... Well, that's maybe, maybe hyperboiled, but <laughs> we are proud members good. of the Comics Strong. Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. And just so everyone is aware, we post the next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum, or maybe Wednesdays Sometimes. at aroundcomics.com. <laughs> News uh, waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders are $50 ship free, and they never ask you questions about what you buy. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching but showcases and essentials in stock trades is your new best friend and will not question your decisions. <laughs> we are. Really? Pro- <laughs> I once got an email from Cameron saying, You really want to buy that? <laughs> <laughs> you never all right. <sighs> we are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us, uh, all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, vi- visit HeroInitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. And please remember about our Be a Hero contest. Not a zero. You got it. Give. You're going to get totally laid. Really? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'd like to thank everyone for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, thank you so much for all the forum posters, for uh, sending in great suggestions, for sending us emails, voicemails, etc. For loving me. Scotty Young. <laughs> for telling Scotty he's awesome. Yeah. I had the time of my life. I Memory. <laughs> you idiots. Farewell, John. Hey, Thank you for spending you to Mr. so much time we with love us. You, John. Boys, my pleasure. And, uh, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your afterlife. Exactly. <laughs> dying. Exactly. No, I'm just uh, going off to radio where everyone talks. We're all. To me. We're all. Hey, very, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you? <laughs> we're all very happy. Fantastic. <laughs> While we're all very sad that you're, you won't be around as John. much, it's we're true. all very happy that uh, that things are going well for you now. And yeah. And, uh, no, I'm psyched. I got a new uh, Chicago radio gig, and it uh, starts next week, so it will cut into my Around Comics time, but occasionally I will probably stop by and... Our paycheck isn't enough for you? No, sadly, no. Sadly, no. Uh-huh. Zero 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 fuck you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> a handshake and a reach around. Maybe but, a slice uh, of pizza. But now Ooh, I'll be around. listening and uh, enjoying Ooh. the show and looking forward. Dan DeNeo is very upset, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you guys will be fine. And uh, I'm always it'll, available for a quick like DC a Nation talk. It'll be a podcast you haven't listened to, though. So yeah, it's yeah. like it'll be an all-new surprise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I really do. Exactly. I haven't been listening because I'm on every week. So it's like, why do I need to listen? I was there. I'm Expecting uh, voicemails from the hotline. We want a goodbye right, from Harry, Harry Carey. I'll, uh, I'll try and do that. We need a Harry Carey goodbye. Boy, oh boy, as we say goodnight from the friendly confines of Dark Tower. 
we all remind you that to join us for our next telecast as the Around Comics guys face this, the, the spinner rack and make decisions on their top of the stack. Make sure you join them, won't you? Until next time, this is Harry Carey saying bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Again, everybody, Harry Carey from Rigby Field on a beautiful day for baseball.